1: I understand the history of it and, and you know, it's it's what I'm used to. It's what, you know, the players nowadays are used to. So but yeah, if they if they decide to go with two out of three then um, I would understand probably if from the fans standpoint that it would make it, you know, more exciting and um, obviously the pressure and everything would would build up, you know, pretty quick knowing that you only have, you know, a couple steps to, to try to win.
0: Hey everyone, John Wertheim here. Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. It is the Sports Illustrated Tennis Podcast. Our guest this week is Jack Sock, the second-ranked American. He's up to number 23. And we talk a bit about the state of his career, where he sees himself going in 2017, highs and lows from this past year, and also what it means when your career is suddenly likely to take you into your mid thirties, how that might or might not change your mentality. So he joins us from Kansas city. Always a pleasure talking to him. Here is Jacques How are
1: you? Hey, how are you doing? Hey, good. good?
0: So I was, I was just looking, your, your ranking beats your age. So, (laughs) so that's good. You're down to 23, uh, 24 years old. You look back, how did your, uh, how'd your 2016 go in your estimation? I thought it was, I thought it was big
1: steps forward. I mean ranking wise maybe not you know maybe didn't finish where I where I wanted to be um, considering I started the year after Auckland my first term and I think I hit a, a career high a career high at twenty two and so um you know after the first week of the year I had you know I had um you know goals to to maybe crack top 15 and and um, and move up but um you know I was happy definitely happy with the Definitely happy with the way I played, you know. Mostly throughout the year, I thought I made a lot of strides um, on and off the court, which I'm happy with. I thought I matured in a lot of ways um, that that helped me out there. So um, overall, I thought it was, it was definitely more a consistent year, which is what I was looking for. I was playing deeper into draws um, more frequently throughout the year, so um, that was big for me. And um, yeah, so I mean, I thought overall it was a very productive year for sure.
0: One one highlight. I mean, you you've had. Uh you had some no titles, but some awful nice runs and events and some nice wins. Was there one match or one moment maybe that isn't obvious that, that sticks out to you?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's a lot of good moments for sure. Um, I mean, I mean, I could probably point out a couple, I mean, after, uh, after what happened last year in New York, uh, obviously it was very unfortunate. Um, so for me going back into this year, obviously I had some I had some doubts and worries in my head. Uh, pretty I would say pretty understandably after after last year. But so for me to to go out and play a five center in the first round and, and get the win, and then play some great tennis the next few rounds and and make the fourth round for the first time for me uh, at the at my home slam was was uh, was nice for me and, and a kind of a confidence booster uh, for the years to come there after what happened um
0: you're you're talking then, you're talking about the 2015 us open when you, yeah. you had a bit of a bit of a health scare
1: yeah and uh and then i mean i would i would say the fall the fall was really big for me um in a lot of ways i mean i didn't i didn't win i didn't win stockholm um and i and i i didn't come away with any singles titles but um it is it's a kind of gruesome traveling schedule when you're in Asia and you fly over to fly over to Europe. And, uh, you know, some guys that, you know, that time of year, some guys can, you know, maybe, maybe be a little tired, maybe be a little, a little worn out. It's a long season for sure. Um, but so for me, I think the fall is the fall was big um, where I was able to kind of just put my head down and keep playing. And, you know, I've, John and I, John and I won Shanghai doubles, and then I fly over to Stockholm and basically have basically have no days off the, the whole fall. Um, yet still can play a lot of matches and produce good results. So for me, that was a big step, you know, forward. Kind of just putting everything aside and and getting out on court. And whether you're sore, or tired, or uh, you know, it's been a long year. But for me, just to, to keep plugging along and and get the wins.
0: You, you mentioned playing alongside John. I, I was looking. You, I think your last six events, you had six different doubles partners um yeah. you're playing the field you're uh you're, you're it's like you're on tinder what what's it's like doubles tinder what's um what, what's the status of your doubles game i mean obviously you, you had a very successful run with with that's that's no longer are you are you looking to play x number of events uh doubles and singles or is it just sort of what do i feel like that week what's what's the yeah. status of your doubles
1: yeah it's 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 no more slams for sure um that's that's a. Uh, that's a definite. But outside of that, it's just yeah, wherever where it fits in the schedule, wherever I, I kind of feel like playing, and um, and uh, I'll probably play with you know, play with a good friend or with a buddy. At this point, I don't want to. I'm not gonna do the consistent double schedule like I did with with Vosik. Um Obviously, when I was when we were playing together, we had a goal to to try to make London, and we and we missed it by one spot two years in a row. <laughs> and um, and uh, so yeah, so at this point. Obviously, singles is my focus and my priority, and I, I think I can, you know, get to that elite level in singles. So, you know, all my energy and focus has to be into that. But I do enjoy playing doubles, and there's some weeks that's for it's, it's it's something I can uh, I can play for sure, and and um, you know, fits well in the schedule. So, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll pick and choose the week that I want to play throughout the year, and, and um, yeah, whether I play with somebody a few times or, or play with somebody different every week, it's just. To go out and and, and help you know fine tune the game a little bit and uh, and enjoy being out there.
0: What what do you mean by elite level? I mean what's uh, what wh- where do you see yourself going in singles? I mean what's sort of uh, what's what's going to define success?
1: I mean yeah, I mean my goals you know for for the longest time have been to uh, to compete to win slams, um, you know to be there on that weekend trying to trying to hold the trophy up and um, you know getting that that top, that top ranking spot. And, um, yeah, you know, I've shown, you know, I've shown flashes of tennis for sure, where I, where I've been there with at that level with those guys, but it's just, you know, producing it on a consistent basis. And, um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, every, every year, you know, every year that it helps with the experience and, uh, and the maturity. And, you I mean, obviously you see the guys winning, winning those, those big tournaments. Now they're all, you know, 28 to, to 32 33 and um not that I couldn't do it you know sooner but um but I think uh yeah I mean that's that's my own goal is to is to be you know one of the top players in the world and, and to be winning slams and competing to win slams
0: what's more of a motivation um sort, sort of uh, I'm thinking it's almost it's almost like a corporate environment where it's where it's up versus down is it more sort of you know, overtake John Isner to be the top American to challenge some of the the twenty nine year old, thirty year olds that you were mentioning, or or are you also motivated by keeping some of the kids down and uh, you know, hey, hey, Taylor Fritz, not so fast. What what um, I'm thinking this like in a corporate in, in a corporate ladder kind of way. What what's more of a motivation for you, getting to that next level or sort of keeping the kids in line?
1: Um. I mean, I think it's a, it's a, it's a blend of, of of all of it, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's gotta be, um, you know, getting to that next level, obviously you can control what you can control. And and that's, and that's for me, you know, producing good tennis on my end and and moving my ranking up and and trying to win more tournaments. And, um, you know, if the, if the younger guys below me you know, can can play well enough and and they can produce the results, then, you know, they deserve to, to be up there as well. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, tennis, I mean, tennis is an individual sports and, and you got to go out and, and, you know, focus on your, focus on yourself. And, and, can, and like I said, control, you can control. And, and uh, for me, that'll be, you know, hopefully this next year making a big push and, and I'm uh, trying to make strides to get into that, to that next, uh, you know, level of level of uh, ranking and, and players.
0: If you ask a casual fan, you know, g- give me your Jack Sock moment from 2016. I-, I suspect a lot of them would remember the the point you basically played with Leighton Hewitt in in, uh, in Australia, where you encouraged him to challenge challenge a call. And there was another moment that I think fewer people saw, where you just flat flat conceded a point to Gasquet in in Paris. And I think that the chair umpire even said, you know, thanks to sportsmanship by Mr. Sock. He concedes the point, 30-15. Um, are, th- are those moments spontaneous? Is that something in the back of your head? You say, you know what, if it's a close call, it's worth it to me in the long run to just give up the point. What goes through your head? I mean, we saw this with and against Nadal in Australia a few years ago. Andy Ronick had a moment like that that people still remember 10 years down the road. When you see something like that, is that a conscious decision? Is it instinct? I mean, what's the process when we see these points being conceded? Yeah,
1: I- it's, it's most definitely an instinct i i don't i don't really like plan to, to go out and, and if it's a close call I'll give it to them um i yeah i don't i don't really know i just i at the end of the day i i mean in tennis calls definitely go both ways you know I'll, I'll get a lot in my favor that may not be right throughout the year and i'll have some against me you know throughout the year that that may not be right but um i don't know at those two moments this year i just i just yeah, I just thought it I thought it was the right thing to do and, and um you know the, the, the ACP is you know, it's a pretty close knit, you know, group of guys and everyone's everyone's pretty close and knows each other well and um you know, it's uh even throughout a match, you know, call, calls will go both ways and um at those points at those times in those matches I I just thought, you know, it's probably the right thing to do.
0: Did you see that announcement a couple of days ago about this 21 and under event in uh, in Milan? Did you catch that? I
1: heard about it. heard about it.
0: So it, it looks like next year they're going to have an event for I think it's the top seven players, 21 and under. So you you know you can get Taylor Fritz, <laughs> you gets Zverev in there, and then I think there's one Italian wild card. But to me, buried in this release, what was even more interesting to me was that this is not going to be. I mean, the ATP is sanctioning this, but it's not going to be a regular event. It's going to be some sort of innovative scoring format and i don't know if that means tiebreak sets or i don't know if that means game sets it it didn't say on the release but clearly this is a an atp event where they're going to experiment with some new scoring do you you think we're getting close to a a day or a point where we're going to reconsider six game sets and and best of five at majors i mean are are you sensing that as a player that things are changing from a format standpoint
1: um i mean i haven't it hasn't been talked about, you know, too much. So I wouldn't, I, I I don't, I don't really know. I guess that's, that's, um, you know, the player council obviously has those meetings throughout the year and, uh, um, you know, they, they discuss those things, but, um, as a, yeah, as a player, there hasn't been too much discussion about it. Um, only either rumors or just, um, you know, it being brought up real quick, but, uh, I, I don't know. It's tough, obviously, because that's you know it's been tradition for a while now, and and um, you know tennis definitely likes to keep its its traditions and history. And um, but I, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, I think it, it it possibly come down to you know how it is how it is for TV and, and fans and everything. They go, um, you, know, you have those fans for sure that that say they love going and sitting watching a five setter. Um, you know, they think it's you know they're on the edge of the seat and. Uh, it's exciting and then you have those fans that that say you know it, it's it's too long and i don't want to go sit out you know in new york you know a fan could be sitting out in the heat for four hours four and a half hours and, um, and having to watch a match and um and then you can get you know on the on the flip side an exciting um you know women's or doubles match at two at three sets and people can say you know i wish the men's was like that it could make it a little more exciting than, than instead of so drawn out but um so I could see it going both ways and and um so but I don't know I don't I don't know how how soon that could actually happen
0: you, you could go either way on that one it sounds like
1: yeah I mean I understand the history of it and and you know it's it's what I'm used to it's what you know the players nowadays are used to so um but yeah if they if they decide to go with two out of three, then, um, I would understand probably it'd be from the fan standpoint that it would make it you know more exciting, and um, obviously the pressure and everything would would build up you know pretty quick, knowing that you only have you know a couple steps to to try to win.
0: What's your off-season like? I mean, pl- players all the time sort of talk about I-, I can't wait till November and December, and I'm gonna you know w- work on things. But it, I I was talking about this with. Um, I can't remember. I think with Ali Risk, and we were saying that uh, for as often as players talk about the off season, it doesn't seem as though the average fan knows what a player does. Are you are you sitting by the pool and just getting your body right? Are you working on your game? What's uh, what are these eight weeks like for you?
1: Uh, well, yeah, everyone's different for sure. Uh, everyone kind of makes their off season. You know, they 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 schedule it for their their best needs and how they can get prepared the best for the next year. But. Um, and I'm doing it a little bit different this year. Actually, uh, usually, you know, you finish Paris or whatever your last tournament is. For me, it's Paris. Um, and in the past years, you know, I've just taken two weeks off, two two and a half weeks, kind of through Thanksgiving, and um, you know, may do a little bit to, to keep sweating, obviously, and not just not lose it all. And because um, you build obviously a good base uh, physically, you know, throughout the year, and um, you build it up and, and and get the strength and everything um, to play throughout the year. And, so this year I didn't I didn't want to have to kind of start all over because you take those two, two, three, two, three weeks off you know you you can lose muscle and you can lose the base a little bit and then you're kind of starting from scratch again when you start up your off season training, um so this year you know is, is um it was kind of hard to hear when when I was talking to my team about it but you know you finished Paris and um, after a long for me especially after a long fall I you know I played the 33 matches in 33 days and. Uh, I was like, oh, I want. I just need a break right now, and, and off the court and, and out of the gym. I just want to rest and get the body right. Um, but I only, I basically had. I had a week off after Paris, and then uh, I was in Orlando, Florida, this last week, um, doing some off-court training uh, in the sand and and in the gym, uh, lifting and everything, just to keep my base. And I think that's really going to help um, throughout this off-season, not having to you know start over in a few weeks. Um, so I did. I did one week off right after Paris and and then a week of training uh, in Orlando, and then uh, back home, obviously, for the holidays and with my friends and family, and then uh, right after Thanksgiving, I'll start up the um, the kind of two days and, and uh, the, the, uh, the off-season training that, you know, I'm used to. You get on the court for a few hours, and you get in the gym um, every day as well, you know, doing the fitness side of it, and uh, I'm going to do that until the beginning of December, and then it, I'm going to break it up this year. And I'm going to go on a on a vacation for five days in December uh, with some friends, and then um, and then after that, you know, finish up the last the last three three and a half four weeks. i um, uh, doing the the two day fitnesses again before I leave for Australia.
0: So you'll you'll do uh, morning on the court, afternoon in the gym, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, we'll usually put in. Um, Definitely a few hours on the court in the morning, um, and then yeah, get get some lunch, and then um, usually and then whatever the gym is that day, whether it's the track or um, on court, you know, agility stuff, or in the gym doing lifts and all that. So,
0: I'm asking you this not as a uh, as a top 25 player, but as a sports fan. If you're if you're calling into Kansas City Sports Talk Radio as, as a fan and an observer. What what happened in men's tennis over the last six months? I mean, how how do you explain this uh, this change at the top?
1: I mean, it's a you know it's a very very motivated Murray. You know for sure he he I think obviously his goal his whole life has been to, to reach number one and um, you could really see it this year and and um, his push this fall his is, um, his will and motivation to want to get to that number one spot and. Um, I mean, I think tennis-wise, he's playing the best tennis right now. He's, you know, he's virtually unstoppable, um, as you can see by the results and and everything. He's playing, you know, incredible tennis, and um, obviously Novak's been there for so long now and, and and dominated, you know, in a lot of ways. And um, so, yeah, I mean, what you know, what, what do you make a joke of Djokovic?
0: I mean, what what's kind of the the scuttlebutt among you guys? Like, if if somebody, what's up with him? I mean, is this he he won the French, and this was this overarching goal that he achieved, and then there was this inevitable letdown. Is it just? Is it the head? Is it change of? You know, you you've been following. Does he need a Charlie Strong? Does he need to make a coaching change? I mean, what 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 do you make of that?
1: Um, I think uh, no. I think I mean. Yeah, you know, he's like I say, he's dominated for so long, and 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 you know been so healthy throughout it, which is incredible. And I think he maybe had a few you know nicks and you know minor injuries this year, like towards the end of the year. And um, you know when you're playing, when you're playing at the top of the game. Um, you know you got to be you know close to 100% to, to be able to beat those guys, you know, on a consistent basis. So uh, whether it's that or or um, yeah, you never know how you know how he's feeling with his game. Um, but I think I think at the end of the day, honestly, I think it was just no, uh, Murray, you know, just ramping it up a level and, and, and playing, you know, that a little bit better tennis and, and um, over the course of the matches against those guys. And, um, you know, as you can see, he was, you know, he was beating people, you know, pretty straightforward, a lot of straight sets wins against a lot of very good players. And, and um, so, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it was Murray just, you know, taking it up a, another notch and, and um, getting to that number one spot.
0: When you were playing this fall, especially when you you were outside the U.S. after the Open, h- how much did Donald Trump's name come up? I mean, I, I feel like this was like the workplace conversation, not just in the U.S. but all over the world. And did did this get discussed? Did, did players from other countries say, "What's what's the story here? Well, who is this guy?" I mean, how much did presidential politics come up in the locker room?
1: A decent amount. Um, yeah, you have a few you have a few Americans that that love to talk politics and like John and, and, and Harrison, a few guys, but, um, yeah, the, the, you know, the, the non-Americans in the locker room love to talk about it and, and they, uh, no, as I think ever, I think everyone in the U.S., you know, they, they made it seem like it might be a landslide for, for Hillary. Um, so I don't know how many people expected, you know, Trump to win, but, um, yeah, it was you know a lot a lot of jokes definitely from from the other guys you know about Trump you know maybe winning and um, but yeah I mean I don't know how much you know I don't know how much knowledge they actually have about those people but um, they just you know they see Donald Trump as you know how he's you know how he he's a, you know a businessman and, and how he's been his whole life and um, and and they would you know they would definitely like to to come in and and not not joke or make fun of but you know just surprised that that um you know he could possibly be the president um but yeah as we all know he he ended up winning and so i'm sure we'll 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 hear some stuff from them you know starting this next season
0: i was thinking too did did you have a chance to get back to the uh to the great heartland of our country uh this fall
1: to the great heart uh, were, were you in
0: Kansas City no because I, I I was telling someone else I said I, you know I was in Indiana and I was in South Florida and I said you know you leave New York where you were for the open and and you realize that this was this race was gonna be a lot closer than you might think uh, li- living in Manhattan I, I wonder if you did, did you get home to Kansas City in in October and, and get a sense of the political climate
1: no I was I was uh I had the, I had the long stretch. I was be- I had Beijing through Paris. So I left, I left, uh, right after my birthday in September and, and was gone, you know, for, uh, some, I was gone all of October and then beginning of November and, until I got back here after Paris. So we were following, you know, as best we could over there, um, keeping up with the news, you know, when we could, but, um, I don't know. When we were over there, it just sounded like, you know, Hillary would be, you know, a, a definite win. And then, uh, uh, I got back, you know, from Paris, and um, you know, was able to, to follow the uh, the actual election and, and race, you know, at home. But um, yeah, so I wasn't back in, in October for it. So,
0: so someone asked me. They said, "Bigger, bigger upset, Wawrinka winning the U.S. Open or Hillary?" I said, "Not, not even close." Um, <laughs> what? Um, you, you're you're a sports fan. Your uh, your your Chiefs. What are what are they? They won. Six. Seven. Jamie, our producer, they can look lost. it up. What? Are, what are they? They had a rough yeah. game on Sunday, but what? They're. What are they? Seven they're and three. They had a
1: seven and three. Down. They walk this weekend.
0: When you watch when you watch games, how much of this is just its enjoyment? You're a fan, and how much of it are you seeing other professional athletes? I mean, are, are there things you take away from watching sports that you can internalize or apply to your career, or is this just something I do to get away from my job, like the rest of us? And it's a, it's a fun way to spend a Sunday.
1: Um, I would say majority of that, you know, I just, I love to watch and, um, I love to be a spectator, um, you know, either if I'm at, if I'm at it, you know, at an event or at a game, uh, or I'm, you know, sitting on the couch at home watching, uh, I, I just, I genuinely enjoy watching, uh, watching sports. Uh, but then there definitely is the a side of it, you know, um, you know, being an athlete as well. and. Um, I don't know if it's, it's, uh, I mean, I do take things away. I think it's more um, the respect and the appreciation, you know, I have for the guys going out. Obviously I don't, I don't play those sports and I don't know, you know, exactly how it is out there, but, um, you know, I know what I go through in the, in the effort and energy and, um, you know, the work I put in, you know, for my sport. So I think it's more, you know, appreciating, you know, when I'm watching on TV or, or, or out there, you know, watching the stands, I think it's, you know, it's yeah. It's it's a respect for for those players, knowing probably what they put in and and uh, how much they want it. You know, how knowing how much I want to win on court and and uh, and I want to do well. Um, you know, watching those guys, you know, at, at their highest level, it's it's uh, it's fun to watch.
0: How how has the expansion of the tennis career? I mean, when you when you were a kid, um, you know, Pete Pete Sampras, thirty years old, and that's that's the sell by date, and it seems as though that has obviously expanded deep into mid thirties right now. You just look at the rankings or you look at a guy like like but you know, Karlovich, you can you can go down the list. How has that changed how you perceive your career? I mean, do do you think to yourself, gee, I I got twelve more years out here, that changes the pressure I put on myself or my pacing or how many events I'm gonna play? I mean it it seems like that's a pretty dramatic shift from when, you know, ten years ago you're a junior thinking about being a pro player to being twenty four and saying shoot I could I could be doing this into my mid-30s
1: yeah obviously yeah the um, you know the age of you know successful players has has definitely gone up you know since I've been on tour and even before um, you know the trend has been you know to the to the the later 20s and and early 30s and um, yeah it's definitely the age of of most guys winning winning the big events these days and um, yeah it's it's you know it's
0: but, but, but does that tough, change how tough. you perceive things? I mean, does that, does that change Not, how you kind of lay your career out?
1: I mean, maybe a little, I mean, it's tough. Cause obviously you want, I mean, you want to, you want to have results. Obviously everyone wants to do well, you know, at that time. And, um, you know, if I think, I think if I play well and I can play, you know, my, you know, play great tennis on my end, you know, throughout an event, I think I could, you know, be competing to win, to win those tournaments as well. Um, but you know, also, you know, it's, it's, but at the end of the day it's tough to beat experience and when a guy's been out there for you know 10 12 years already and and knows, knows how to be in those moments and those pressure those pressure pressure situations um, you know the edge might be in their favor a little bit but um, but you know like I said on the flip side of that you know if I'm if I'm playing well and and, and uh, you know uh, I'm playing my best tennis that week I also think you know I could be you know in that position to to, to hopefully you know hope, hold the trophy myself you um, any given week. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, you know, I love tennis and I love playing. So I, you know, I hope I have a a long career like that, but, um, you know, on on the other side, I, you know, I hope I can have those results you know, sooner than later. All
0: right. Last question. You, you and I talk a year from now, it's it's Thanksgiving week, 2017. Where do you want to be? I mean, it'll, it'll be a good year if you've done X, Y, Z. How do you, how do you answer that?
1: Um, it'd be a good year if I, you know, by putting myself in position to to win more events, you know, big goal for me last, last year was to win my first title. I was able to do that in Houston, put myself in position this year, you know, multiple times. I was in a few finals and, and semis and, and, uh, but yeah, I definitely want to, want to have some more singles trophies. I should say that I want to have some more, uh, you know, singles trophies or or at least be putting myself in position to, to win, you know, singles events. And um, yeah, I don't, I mean, ranking ranking numbers is is always tough. I don't necessarily like to put you know exact ranking number I want to reach, but um, you know I see myself as as definitely a top fifteen and 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 closer to a top ten player. You know if I'm if I'm doing all the right things, and um, so I definitely definitely want to make that push. You know to to get towards that top ten.
0: Your season starts in uh, in five weeks, but uh, in, enjoy the downtime. We'll see how the Chiefs do. Have fun on vacation, yeah. and uh, we'll, we'll we'll see you in Australia.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for the time. Appreciate
0: it. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Jack. All right, thanks to our guest, Jack Sock. Nice conversation with him. He's got some downtime, and then we'll see if he can build on his ranking of number 23. Seems like he'll have a lot of opportunities next year, and if you look at his results, not a ton to defend. So uh, look for Jack Sock to make an entry into the top 20. Nice of him to spend some time with us. I'm John Wertheim. As always, our producer is Jamie Lasanti. We'll have another guest next week. Keep the suggestions coming. As always, you can follow us on Twitter or Facebook, and we will do it again in seven days. All right, have a good week, everyone.